welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast. I'm Josie, the host and creator. The inspiration for this podcast comes from journal entries that I kept while navigating through my separation and divorce. Each week, I read through a journal entry and then I analyze and discuss how I feel now, how I remember feeling then, and what I feel I've learned along the way. So thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope that you take something positive away from each episode. Now let's get to it. Hello again, and thanks for joining me on Heavy Pages, a divorce journal, which I always sometimes think I should say Heavy Pages, a divorce journey, but it is a journey through my journal. So sometimes I mess up, but it's because obviously they both sound similar and they both make sense. So welcome to my journal journey. This week's journal entry will be my 43rd entry, and this is for Friday, July 30th. Okay, so unless I'm confused, I have not cried since therapy on Wednesday. It was a very interesting session. I think I'm ready to start peeling the onion that is my past. I feel that I need to get to the heart of my problem, one that I learned more about the other day. Like I learned that I was pushing guy away because I only wanted affection when I wanted it. And when he offered it, I was not receptive. It may be because when I was young, I felt that power and I used it. And when I was a teen, I did go through a phase where, well, I like you until they liked me back. Then I did not like them anymore. There were a few exceptions. My first boyfriend who broke up with me, I was hurt, but I knew I was a good catch. So I cried and I was upset but I got over it very quickly. We only dated for a month anyway. Then there was my high school sweetheart, and I liked him for a while, and he did hurt me a bit, but that was because we were never really anything official, and he would show interest in other girls, so maybe that is what kept me interested. Then, when I was older, I met Al, and I think I stayed with him for the same reason because he would want to be with me, and then he would leave me. So I kept up the chase. But the day I found out that he was playing me for a fool, I chucked the keychain and erased him from my mind. I was stronger then than I am now. Still, then I knew I looked good and that it was his loss and that I had a bright future ahead of me. I'm thinking, have I only stayed with men that have treated me bad? Am I one of those women that chose that? Well... The one in high school, he was not bad. He was just not willing to wait around for me. Fair enough. Al. Well, Al was older and did not want to deal with the games my parents were playing. He did not treat me bad, but he was annoying, and there were many things about him I did not like, but still, I stayed with him. Shit, I even considered marrying him. When I think about that now, I'm like, why would you be willing to do that when there was so much of him I didn't like? It must be that same pattern. Shit. I'm starting to see the same thing with Guy. There were things early on I did not like about him. Only being on the computer was one of them. And I know we had a few fights right in the beginning. And I wonder, if it would not have been for getting pregnant, would I have stayed with him even though there were more and more things about him that I would not have liked? I have a feeling that with him it would have happened quickly. And also feel that even now... I had a few things that bugged me, but I had gotten to the point where 
I was just going to let them be and live with them. And I got comfortable with that. Wouldn't you know that would be when he decides to end things with me? Maybe a year ago, I would have been more like good riddance. Anyway, that is something that the therapist said I will need to work on. Second, he, the therapist, seems to think that Guy has some sex issues and that in that way, he has been abusive to me. I do not see it like that. I know I was not happy with some of his choices and some of the things he wanted from me. I also felt that he was a bit sick and could use some help, but I did not see it as abuse. Anyway, he feels that I make a big deal about little things, but when it comes to big things, I let them slide or do not see them as so big. He thinks that means my self-worth is down in the gutter. I do know I need to work on that. He did tell me that he wanted me to work every day slash week to look better than I did the one before. And if I look at it in that small way, I think I can make it happen. If I work out today and I work out again the next day and I can be like, well, I'm healthier today than I was yesterday. And that will make me feel better. He also said that I need to end things with Guy. He says I will not be able to let go unless I do that. He actually said this week after we talked about Guy and his sex issues, why would I want to be back with him in the first place? And I see that is a fair question. Maybe I think once he gets sex out of the way, he will realize that it is that it was no big deal and get over his obsession. But then again, he wanted to do some swinging and might need to get that out of his system too. I was never interested in that and I stood my ground on it. I do not compromise myself over that and I did not lead him on and told him I did not want it and he heard me maybe that is what makes him decide to end it and if that is true then good riddance right right and if it is true that there are men out there that would never want those things of me then I will be happier someday my thing is that I do not know for sure that there are to be fair my experience with men is not extreme and that most of them are from the net and those men are really a breed of their own and guy does come from that breed i still feel a bit sad about calling it quits 100 percent, but i do see his point and that i will never truly move on if i don't get it and that until i do split 100 percent, that i am still investing in it okay i see that too so on the same note i have been here at my old house for the past two days I spent the night yesterday because I was planning a yard sale for today and tomorrow. How did it go yesterday? Well, it felt pretty normal, I guess. I felt a bit like the old days, and I honestly got the feeling that the old days were not all that. I felt a bit unsatisfied by it. I noticed that I was trying to get him to be like, wow, I missed this, or what a fool I was to let you go. But then I think, what a boat I would be in if he does that. Shoot, more and more I miss him, but I'm not sure if he is right for me or if we should be back together. So I'm trying to get him to miss me, but I'm not sure if I want him to do it in the first place. Does that make sense? Okay. A better said, I want him to miss me because it will make me feel better if he does, but not because I'm 100% sure that I would even want him to come back to me. So again, it goes back to having attention and control, I think, right? Okay, so anyway, what bugged me, well, the TV was on when I was ready for sleep. I do not do that anymore, and to be honest, never cared for it before, but would not want to fight, so would not bitch about it all the time. So last night, it was like, I can't sleep with that on, so finally, we made a 
deal, and he shut it off. Okay, then I slept like shit. I was, it was odd. Maybe it was the crappy mattress, but still, I did not do so well. He did reach for me a few times in the night, and I liked that. Hell, I missed that, but I thought I did not read much into it. He may just miss it too. Anyway, tonight he is out doing his thing. I did very good in not asking him many of the questions about who he was going with and where. Well, not that good because I did ask where and he mentioned someone of the who, like that girl Gigi. She called and he told me it was her and she was not ready yet. I did not ask, he told. Still, I felt a bit jealous. I think it has to do with the friends. He made a comment about how even though he instigates the let's go out, all sorts of people still call him to see if he's going. What I read into that was cool. Must be nice to have so many friends and be wanted and be wanted like that. I think that is the jealousy I felt like shit. I want that, too. I want a group to hang out with. I want friends. I want people to be with and for people to call me to go out with them. That is what did it. I do not think I was jealous that he was going with gals or to dance with gals, but just the friend factor. I know I need to work on that, and I will. When school starts, I'm going to do my best to be outgoing and friendly so I can make some friends and see what life brings for me. When I have all of these new friends, I will not be so caught up in Guy or what he does. Not that I am so much anymore. But to be real right now, he and my best friend are my only friends, the ones I talk to almost daily, and I need that to change. So I do not need to talk to him so much. And that will happen soon enough with work and school. Okay, the next thing. I love it here, but what do I love? I love the clean. I love the quiet. I love the fact that the place is all mine. Well, just our sons and mine. I really think that I even feel better and more at peace. I need my own place. I think that if I can get a job and will sell this house, that I will try to move into my place early. I really think I need to be on my own. I want to be. I really need to be, and I look forward to it. This really feels great. I so do not want to go back, but, but I know that I have to. I know I have a 9- to 12-month window and that I can get things done and that I can make it. I will enjoy tonight and my quiet and stuff, and tomorrow I will be back to where I know I need to live, and I will not feel bad or sad or miss it. I will just look forward with a smile on my face to when I can get to do it again, in my own place and forever. Wow, I feel that this has been a pretty healthy entry. Well, I agree with myself. That did seem like a pretty healthy entry. Anytime I uh, reflect on whatever my therapist told me was a good entry, because that man was really, he was great. He, I could not have gotten through my separation and divorce without him. He was an amazing man. I wish he was still my therapist, but I am so grateful for all the years I did have with him. And interesting I remember, and I didn't write it there, but I do remember that the therapist called me a man-eater. I know you guys know that song, the man-eater song. He was like, you were like a man-eater. I did have many years in my life where I was the shit, and this is not me being um, conceited, but there were some decent years in there, and maybe this is my karma, that I was, you know, very pretty. I was very sought after, but I 
I don't want to say I was a snob. I just know that I was uh, also, you know, very clear on my boundaries and that I wasn't looking to be, you know, slutty or easy or any of that. So I was like, cool. I like you. You're cute. Oh, you like me? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to be doing anything with you. So, you know, that's done. It was probably irrational. But um, I do know that, you know, this was maybe something, and I know I mentioned when I was little, but it wasn't a looks thing. But I guess by being like a cute little girl, I I knew how to, not I don't want to say manipulate, that sounds bad, but that I was a daddy's girl and I knew how to talk to my dad and phrase things with my dad and ask my dad for things that it would shock my mom that he would say yes to. And maybe if my other sister would have asked him or my brothers, he would have been like, nope. But because I asked him and the way I asked him, it, I, would, I would get positivity from him. So that's where I was mentioning that, you know, I would do it when I was younger. I, I had a little bit of a control thing. I was just able to, in a non-sexual, of course, way when I was younger, I was just able to get my way. And then when I was uh, older or when I was a teenager, I, I don't know, I was a man-eater. There's a story. And I, I, I mean, I don't really even think it relates to this, but I just know that this was how much of a goody-goody I was. There was this boy, young man that uh, liked me from our church group. And I remember that we drove him home one day from, I don't know if it was the church group or if we went out. And I guess he was under the impression that I know he liked me. And I don't know if it was even a group date because obviously I was not allowed to go out by myself. So I know my brother and sister were in the car with me. So maybe we did come out from a group date or to go see a movie or I don't know, but I didn't think it was a date, even though I did know that the boy liked me. (laughs) But when he parked in his house, uh, he went to get out of the car and he went to kiss me. And I just kept turning my head side to side. So like, no, no, no. (laughs) He had to get out of the car unrequited. He did not get his kiss and he was going for the lips. And I'm like, God, no, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Because I was so, um, I don't know. Can a young person be, what's the word? Um, What is that word? Crap. It'll come to me. But, um, I was just like, you can't kiss me. That's inappropriate. That's not going to happen. And it didn't. But when I get out, when he got out of the car and left, my brother was like, wow, what a makeout. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But from his angle in the front of the car, my head kept moving. I guess the, the boy's head kept moving, trying to catch me. So it looked like really something aggressive happening. But really, it was just a whole dodge section session which is ridiculous. And when I think about it now, it was, it was so pathetic of me. I I was just, it was too much. I was very brittle in my, uh, or rigid in my structure, in my, I was very rigid in, I've got to be a good girl. I've got to be decent. I've got to, you're not going to kiss me. So a lot of that comes from that angle too. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything else. That's just kind of who I was. So maybe even in my relationship, which I mentioned with Guy, that I was standoffish unless I was in the mood for uh, some sort of affection. And then otherwise, I wasn't. And I'll admit, I don't think I'm the most affectionate person. I'm not like the most touchy-feely, huggy, hold hands 
type person. I like it, but I'm not clingy. I'm just, that's just not my personality. And I know that he was, he was a very clingy type of person. So maybe, you know, he felt unloved, unwanted. It's possible. Um, About the therapist telling me that I was being abused by Guy because of the sexual pressures he was putting on me. And um, I was, I didn't agree. I was like, that's not abuse. That's just the way he wants, that's just the kind of stuff he likes. That's just, you know, his own thing that has nothing to do with me. But obviously, being more mature, more distanced from the situation, I can see where it was some sort of abuse. I don't think it was intentional. But by him trying to... Okay, this goes back to what I just said. By me being so, you know, such a goody-goody. And then I'm with a man who wants to have me have sex with other people. Like, he wants to swing. He wants us to swing. I mean, that had to really subconsciously mess with my head. Because, God forbid, I barely want, you know, one person to touch me. You, as my partner, as the person that's supposed to be my safety net and my, you know, my my soulmate. You want me to be touched and grabbed and, you know everything under the sun by somebody else, I felt less than because of that. Because that was my partner. And what do I know about relationship? And this this person wants me to do that. It, so I know that that had a bit to, to do with it. But at that point, I didn't want to acknowledge that it was as big of a deal as it was. And I do remember my therapist saying, you make little things big and big things little. You have to focus on that. You pick on, oh, you know, dirty underwear on the floor. But, hey, let's go take you to have sex with some stranger. And I'm like, oh, that's no big deal. And that has been something that I have remembered from that therapy session and continue to analyze myself now, today, and think, am I making this thing too big? Am I not making this big thing big enough? So that's something for you to think about. If you feel like you maybe gloss over the big stuff and focus on the small stuff, if that's a personality trait or if you see that that's something that you might do, it's definitely something to work on. Ah, my house, my old house, back at my old house. Well, uh, this was getting to the point where we were about to sell it, so... I was trying to clear it out and, you know, make it make it uh, pleasing to somebody who would like to purchase it because he couldn't afford to keep living there and paying that rent. And I believe he was giving me some money at that point because I needed some, even though I was living with my mom. So we had decided to leave the house. But I don't, well, I do get it, but I don't get it. Why I would need to stay in his room with him. I could have just slept in my son's room with my son. That would have made much more sense. But hey. Why would I need to make sense? But what I did find very interesting was that I, being there, I realized when I'm away from there, I'm imagining what it was. But when I was in it, it's like, it's not really all that. It's not everything that I'm making it out in my head when I'm gone and I'm missing it and I'm not in my own home. I'm in someone else's home 
and I don't feel comfortable. And that's what gave it so much power. I will not deny I loved my house. And I will always say this probably forever. But the the ambiance, the, the, the family, the closeness, that once I was away from it, I was realizing that it wasn't really what I envisioned it or what I made it out to be in my head. So that was interesting. It was also interesting to hear me say, that I want him to recognize me. I want him to realize that he misses me, but then I'm scared crap if he does. Do I even want this? Is this really what I want anymore? I just want him to realize it so it'll boost my ego, but I don't really want to get back into this type of relationship. And I think that was definitely a very good moment. That's that's um, like a breakthrough moment. So it was good that I realized that. I needed to keep feeling that and keep reminding myself of that but it was, uh, I felt that it was good that I recognized that. I did need to get back to, I needed to get to my own place. I had already been on my own for about 10 years. I needed to live with me and my son in our own place. And I know that, that living with my mom, and I'm grateful that my mom allowed me to, but it wasn't my space. It was a room in a big house. There was a lot of other stuff going on there that, you know, that affected just my whole journey. But what am I? Beggars can't be choosers. I'm glad I had it, but I knew that I needed my own space and I needed to make it happen as soon as possible. That window of nine to 12 months, I'm sure that that did not happen because I was able to breeze through school and get it done in record time so I could get a job and move out and get into my own place, which is what I eventually did. But thankfully, it did not take 12 months to do that. And I really think that being in my own, in my own space made me wanted, made me want to get back with Guy even less because, oh man, the freedom that you have when you're in your own place and you make your own rules and you do whatever you want and you eat when you want and you sleep when you want and you, you know, keep it messy or keep it clean or all of those things, the empowering feeling that you have with that, you just, you just, you, it almost makes you want to be single the rest of your life because after being married and having to keep taking someone else into consideration and that person just not reciprocating, it not being a real partnership. When you have that freedom, you just sometimes don't even want to go back. But anyway, I think that's enough for this um, journal entry. I think I covered a lot of what he said and how I felt about it. And and it seems like I'm slowly moving uh, towards you know, being in a better uh, emotional situation with my separation. Actually, some of the things that are mentioned here, I referenced in my past journal episode. And I think, and when I read it here, I'm like, that is what we were just talking about. So I found that kind of funny. But it all comes together. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I appreciate you listening in. And I will catch you on the next one. And that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to me and share your thoughts and opinions or comments and concerns, you can always do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. 
And if you haven't rated and subscribed or shared this podcast with others, I encourage you to do so. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great rest of the week. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you.